like at the bank or whatever where it's oh shit we're live are we are we now I yeah we're live it's uh just setting up right now oh it says it's now streaming on live on youtube yeah and we are now connected okay all right well, how's it going guys that's good, good. yeah not too bad not too bad uh, so thank you for joining us for our regular Wednesday live episode. Uh, we have uh, Chris from St. Larry's Pub. Chris, how you doing, ma'am? Good, good. How are you guys? Not too at bad, St. not too Larry's bad. Pub. What's that? He's at St. Larry's Pub. Yeah, and currently, as, as you can see from Chris's background, he's right, uh, at, right at St. Larry's right now, right, Chris? That's right. I made, uh, I made my basement look just like the pub. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, Chris, um, why don't we just get right into it? Um, how, how did this kind of let, let I get, let's go from the very beginning of, uh, what was sort of the protocol for what was happening at first with St. Larry's and what sort of changed from the beginning to what it's, what's happening now? Yeah. I mean, it all happened really quickly. Um, all I remember we were up in the SA office just talking about potentially what was happening and they let us all know that, you know, to prepare that for the pub to potentially close for a week or two and um so as soon as i got that word it was a friday afternoon we had a big event happening on the saturday which was which was uh kind of crazy um so we we got the word that the pub was gonna have to close down and we went in there and closed everything and we basically closed it as if we were closing for a couple of weeks so uh we threw out everything that we couldn't use or knew that was going to go bad and then uh, went from there but obviously it escalated pretty quick where we weren't able to get back into the pub we're still not able to get back in the pub so I mean the pubs closed down as if we were just on a two-week holiday so it's uh it's it was pretty crazy and quick how everything escalated so fastly right so, so what so happens in a situation like that where you said that you had to get rid of the food so like do you just get rid of the food the drinks um and then what happens when you come back do you have to get all new food new kegs new yeah well luckily we like i said we we knew something was coming we didn't know if it was going to be as bad as it is so luckily we had enough time like we had a week notice to run like pretty dry of everything uh so i just directed our, our kitchen manager to that week to just not order anything and just let the fresh stuff run out so we really didn't throw out too much stuff. I mean, we threw out like a couple things of lettuce, obviously that wasn't gonna last, uh, some tomatoes, onions, um, but a lot of the stuff we were able to save and throw in the freezer. Um, so luckily we were okay that way, um, but going like the beer and stuff we have, uh, so like I said, we were thinking it was just gonna be a two week closure. And uh, so we closed the whole bar up like it was gonna be the summertime, um, even though we knew it, well, we thought it was gonna be a two week period but we weren't too sure um but yeah luckily we left everything pretty dry um it's going to be interesting going back in there to see uh how much beer we're in some of the kegs i know a majority of them were pretty empty to or, or pretty empty um but there's still a couple that i were not too sure about that are full and obviously those aren't probably going to make it past this uh, quarantine so it's going to be a little bit difficult the pub's going to take a little bit of a a little bit of a hit with some of the product but uh i know i've been talking with a bunch of the reps as well and they've been pretty good of coming in and trying or offering to buy back some of the product so 
they've been helpful uh, that way. Yeah, so I was going to ask, like, is there any sort of compensation from the school? Like, and so how does it work with the pub? Like, do you, do you guys have to pay some kind of rent to the to the facility, like to St. Lawrence or anything? Or like, how, how are you affected in that way? Um, we're not too affected in that way, as far as I know. I mean, we're just uh, going on as, as like nothing really happened. I mean, obviously, we're going to have bills and stuff. But I mean, with this whole process, the school has been really great to us. So um, we don't pay we're not paying rent during this whole time and uh they've been really great taking care of us to make sure that we're getting through this um as you know i mean everyone's affected by this so they've been great to work with us so that we can come out of this and not be just you know in the ditches when we're able to um open back up yeah and that's and that's really great especially since you guys just opened last year right like it's only been just over a year since you guys been in yeah. operation Exactly. And we were in a, I mean, the time wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't the worst. Uh, I mean, March was probably, is our, normally our busiest month that we've noticed with school projects and different things going on and large bookings. But luckily it kind of happened near the end of the semester where we were winding down anyways. So, um, I mean, in that sense, if, if this pandemic would have hit us in June, May or June, it would have been ideal if... <laughs> Yeah. If there could have been an ideal situation, I guess it was um, for it, everyone else because that would have been t time to go outside and get things done. You oh, know, for sure, yeah. But I mean, like if this pandemic hit us in October, then it would have just crushed us. But luckily, like it was the end of our semester, and uh, I mean, we sh we should be fine coming out of this whenever the new normal kicks in. Uh, we got we got a question from our from the YouTube uh, chat here. Uh, do is there any need of helping disposing of the beer? <laughs> Not yet. Hand? Not yet, but we'll see when we get back in there. Whenever that will be. Right. So so um and just kind of going off of that, there's there would be no plans for any kind of delivery service from St. Larry's Pub, eh? Like there's like you 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 guys are obviously not even allowed back in there. There's there's no even kind of as like plan of operating under this time uh at this time no because we can't get in nobody can get into the college right so the college isn't going to open up just for us to create a delivery service at this time and point in time um i could see that maybe as they loosen restrictions um but hopefully i mean i think when they do loosen restrictions the college might be one of the you know the later one of the last big uh, facilities open because of the magnitude of people that go through that place so i mean we have kind of talked about it but not in uh, uh n no serious discussions because we know we can't get into the pub until we know we can get into the pub then we'd uh entertain that thought but at this point it's not a not an option unfortunately was it ever yeah. an option to do delivery you know what we we talked about it a bunch of times uh not so much delivery to the community uh, more towards, like, classrooms, classrooms because that's where the money is. That would be cool, or even residents. Yeah, just a classroom. Sometimes I get <laughs> hungry in class, you know. <laughs> yeah, just inter in interrupt a lecture and just you know drop off a pizza or two. Um, yeah, we, we've seen that we, movie uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Of course, there's, there's just oh, like the pizza guys. Like I got a I got a pizza for Spicoli. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <Little> class. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so, uh, so what, what's happening with your employees right now, Chris, like, is there any sort of benefit help for, for them or is it just kind of like the regular CERB 
um, and regular Canadian government benefit plans they have going on right now? Yeah, so what we did, like I said, uh, timing-wise, all of our staff was on contract until about the end of April. Okay. Um, so, so what we did is we we um, we paid them. Uh, we gave them a, uh, We paid them out as if um, they're finishing their contract. So we averaged out their weekly uh, paychecks, and we just did an average, and then we paid them out for the rest of their contract. Um, we didn't have to do that, but I think you know. At the student association we're a huge family and we just wanted to make sure that everyone was taken care of um so what we did we got that all out to them right away and then uh terminated their contract so they could um apply for those different fundings that are going on within the uh, province well that's that's really great and that that's sort of a bit of a rare probably situation like is like with with many other pubs around right now I'm, I'm sure aren't really doing the same thing or unless are, like what, do, what are you hearing from other pubs um and other people in the community yeah i mean i've i've been in the industry forever and i've a lot of my friends are in the industry and a lot of them lost their jobs um even the ones that were in high senior management positions um they got laid off uh with you know they could get their jobs back when this is all over but a lot of them i mean that put a sour taste in some of their mouths because they were you know been with a restaurant for 15 20 years and then they just let them go without any with anything with just relying on government funding yeah yeah it's but pretty it's already it's, pretty precarious in that sense aren't they where it's like there's not a lot of um like a lot of money moves through them but not it's not so like deep pockets right yeah exactly i mean um yeah it, it's crazy i mean like i used to work on montana's before this and uh I still talk to them all the time and, and they let go every one of their managers except for the general manager, uh, which is understandable because they need somebody kind of there when, because you never know when this would all of a sudden end or when legislations change. So they've let everyone go and they started uh, rehiring everyone back uh, last week for, for takeout. So they're starting to do the, the whole takeout route. Uh, like most restaurants are, uh, are starting to get on that train. Right. So, but have, they haven't hired their full staff back yet. Like they've pretty much just hired a portion of their staff back. Exactly. Yeah. So from what I understand, they've only been hiring back the cooks and uh, the managers from what I understand. Wow. Yeah. So people basically the cook, make sure the food gets out and then uh, the managers are doing all the front of house roles at the, for yeah, the time right. being. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's nobody to, to sit, no, no wait staff. Right. So no bartenders, no exactly and i mean like i've done uh, my, my wife and i we've been going a little bit stir crazy so we it was both our birthdays during this pandemic so we one night we ordered from uh, red house and it was crazy i went to go pick up our food and i was talking to the owners and he said you know what we get like five orders a day and it's just it's just hitting them so hard really? and you see it I, i'm like well who do you got working he's like you know what we can only afford the owners to work really so, like, you see they're they're grinding they're they're cooking they're cleaning they're doing everything just to you know make sure that they have enough rent for the end of the month yeah that's crazy you know it's like i figured that like maybe there'd be some sort of rent subsidy or leniency you know but um yeah you hear about it but i don't i haven't talked to anyone who's actually uh received any yet or if benefited anyone in the industry so far yeah. Uh, uh, so, how how are you holding up personally, Chris? Oh, it's been a roller coaster. Uh, at home, we have a newborn. She's uh, three months old, and then we got a two and a half year old who's potty training right now. 
so it's uh it's been crazy yeah it's 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 interesting and I'm still doing my pub work at home as much as I can do so I mean finding time I I I do a lot of my work uh, in between naps and when the kids go to bed and your nap or the kids naps uh, (laughs) no time for naps for me (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah it's been a road but, but i mean we're all healthy so that's all that matters right now i mean you just got to keep doing our part staying away and and then hopefully this all clears up sooner than later right yeah so you guys are basically just trying to maintain a schedule right now i mean that's what i hear from a lot of families is that they're just trying to keep on a schedule and and keep to a regular routine and and that's probably difficult for you because you have such young young children that you gotta also work and play babysitter at the same time right well, that's the thing. I mean, we try a schedule as much as we can, but with a two and a half year old, it's uh, he gets bored real quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the first couple of weeks we had him real busy and now we're just struggling to find something new to do with them. Yeah. And then when it rains, you're just, it's just, when it rains, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I Can't bet. go outside and they're just rambunctious and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's fun. And yeah. it's tough too, right? Cause you can't, you can't set up play dates you know they it's not like they can go to daycare right so it's just it's just you your wife and the kids yeah and they he's getting to an age where he doesn't understand but he's asking questions so he it, first couple of weeks he kept asking about where his friends were and why he can go out um now it's this is the new normal to him for now so it's he doesn't ask too many questions he just drives us nuts but but it was uh it was definitely hard the first couple of weeks because it's it's just hard like how do you explain to a two and a half year old that he can't see his friends yeah he just doesn't understand right so it's it was definitely challenging and so are there any kind of online support networks for for uh guys in your situation um with young families and and whatnot um we haven't found too many things online my wife just got something from one of the daycares where they do virtual um tours of like zoos and um different things like fire stations, police stations. So it's all catered towards uh, young children. Uh, we haven't tried that yet. We're waiting until tomorrow and Friday when the weather's supposed to be uh, not so great. But there are things out there that uh, we're slowly starting to find because we're just starting to get desperate with uh, with things to do with the kids. I think everybody is too. I mean, even not just with kids, but just in general. Um you know, people that may have had a hobby, it's like, well, that hobby's run aground, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's getting to the point now we've been at this, like, what, two months now, a month and a half. And it's, yeah, it's definitely getting to the point where it's like, it's like, we have to find every day is like the new thing to do, you know, because there's only so much a house has. Oh, for sure. And I mean, every day's different. Like, there's some days I, I work and I'm, you know, just doing so much and getting excited about next year or whenever the pub's going to open. And then you just, the next day you listen to the news and, you know, cases have spiked and it just drains you. So yeah. all the hard work you, you do, it just, one day could be great. And the next day you can hit a low of just negativity that we hear in the news. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, and that's sort of the thing, like in the first couple of weeks, I was so heavy onto the news and looking at the trackers and the numbers and everything. And, and I just had to stay away from all that. And I think like, even just stay, you know, it's, it's important to stay up to date with the news, obviously, like we have, we have to be, you know, uh, keep our ear to the ground a little bit, but you know, I, I just, I can't consume myself too much with it because I think it becomes overload and then it becomes such negativity and it puts me in such a bad place. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going on a bit of a, a lighter note, like you're kind of talking about sort of work, like work at the pub, 
I mean, you guys, again, like you guys have only been in operation for just about a year now. Um, what are some of the accomplishments that you're pretty proud of, of St. Larry's and what you guys have been able to do for the school? Um, I, the, I think the number one thing is creating the student jobs um, and seeing the friendships that are coming out of the pub. Um, from day one, it was just, it's interesting. We sat into a room and interviewed probably 50 people that first year or two years ago. And um, none of them knew each other. Maybe a couple would know each other just from, you know, acquaintances from high school or whatever. And then going through this whole year and a half, seeing these students, I mean, a good chunk of them are our best friends now. And they just, you know, they made lifelong friends out of just working at the pub, which was awesome to see. Um, other than that, a huge accomplishment that, I, that I'm proud of is our breakfast program that we do um, every Monday up in the SA. Um, that one, I, lo I just loved rolling out and I love seeing um, and getting people in the halls talking to me about when, when's breakfast next and that one was a good one. Um, and then I also, you know what, I, I loved meeting all the new people as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's the people that you get to meet in the pub or you get to meet all walks of life and it's, uh, there's never a dull moment, uh, down there. So I love that aspect of, uh, meeting new people and just, you know, you get, you make friends with people that you wouldn't normally talk with in uh, everyday life. Yeah, and well, it's kind of nice about that because, you know, you see all sorts of students in there and you see profs in there as well, right? So like you see, you see every level of faculty and every level at, at St. Lawrence come into the pub, which is kind of nice and it kind of builds that whole community for the school. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what, what are some of your favorite events that you guys have done in the, over the past year? Um, I think my favorite one to date is Sex Toy Bingo. Nice. We, we did that one on... Uh, the day before Valentine's Day, and I, it, it was insane. I, we knew it was going to be busy and crazy. Um, I didn't think it was going to be that crazy. Yeah, um, there was a line out up, 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 the, up the stairs, wasn't there? Yeah, to the calf. From the wow. pub to the cafeteria. The calf. Yeah, it was in, at one point it was to the calf, and it was just insane. And I remember going to the line after we were at capacity and just telling people, like, guys, listen, like, unfortunately, nobody else is going to be able to come in. Like, we're at capacity, and people would still – we're still waiting. Like, it's it was like somebody just, will leave. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that, that one was really cool. Um, our first game show night when we did uh, Family Feud, that one was really fun. Um, it was just something different that you don't see every day at uh, anywhere, really. So that one was really cool. And then um, I also, uh, we did a Diwali uh, festival for the international uh, students. And that was, that was another one that was, insane we must have had 300 um, international students in the pub for wow. this festival where uh, the students were showcasing Diwali and different customs and stuff that they did for the festival and it was it was insane I've never seen so many people jumping dancing around and there was no alcohol involved it was just sober people just so jacked up about about uh, their culture and it was it was it was it was something to see that's cool that's really cool yeah <laughs> How much, how much impact did you have on the design of the whole pub? Or was that kind of sort of left up to everyone else and you were sort of left to manage the place? Yeah, I mean, I got hired on after everything was designed. Right. So everything was designed. Um, most, the menu was pretty close to being made and um, everything was, yeah, pretty much done before I got hired. Oh, that's um, So I got hired on to... Um, 
like I did all of the, you know, ordering of silverware and glassware, and I had to meet up with all the different vendors, the beer, the alcohol. Uh, at the time we had a kitchen manager, we met up with all the different food vendors, which there are thousands of them, which you wouldn't believe. I mean, if you want a, a, a type of bread, there's about 30 different companies in Canada alone to try one different variety of bread it was insane was, uh we did I, I have a about the bread thing i have a friend that that's a uh, gluten free i guess gluten intolerant and he said that the bread from uh saint larry's pub is probably one of the best gluten-free breads out there i've heard that i've heard that i mean i don't eat obviously gluten-free bread because i don't have gluten intolerance but i've tried it and it's uh the buns are, are pretty good we had bread like just white bread and it's gluten-free and it's unreal the only thing that's not great is the rats they're just like you look at them funny and they just fall apart yeah <laughs> <laughs> i might as well just get a knife and a fork at that point yeah but you know what the, the people with the intolerances are they, they know i mean every time i would bring out a gluten-free wrap i'd try to apologize and they're just like nah you know we're used to it <laughs> here's what it is yeah and and so like um Oh, you know what? I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all it's all good. <laughs> uh, question from the from the YouTube channel: Favorite menu item that everyone should try when we return to campus? Ooh, good question. I love the essay panini. That Ooh. is pretty good. Yeah, that's that's my all time favorite. I mean, the essay panini of last year is my all time favorite. The reason I say last year is because the company that we had that made the bread went out of business. Um, well, they didn't go out of business. They actually just didn't want to be in the bread business anymore. And they had different ventures that they were doing. But it was a sweet bread. And it was just, oh, it was absolutely amazing. It's still good now. But it's uh, last year's one was just, it was my favorite. I used to eat one every day. Now, what's in the panini? Uh, so it's a... It, well, the bread is massive on its own. There's turkey, bacon, cheese, two different types of cheese. There's an avocado um, spread that we put on there. Um, and then we press it on the panini press. And just, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And who designs the menu? Um, so originally we had uh, Matt Day from Days on Front. He he helped with the design before, any, before I was hired on. Um, and he was the the brains uh, to our initial menu. And then after that, uh, we did have a kitchen manager and she tweaked it a little bit. And then uh, since then, there, myself and our my kitchen supervisor, we uh, tweak, change anything, um, all the newer stuff that goes onto the menu. That'll be cool if you could do like a, a sponsor, like a, a design by Days on Front or something, because I love Days on Front. That's such a great restaurant. Yeah, it really is. No, Matt did a great job designing that menu. Uh, it's a perfect pub menu. I mean, there's a little bit of everything on there that just kind of pleases everyone. Absolutely. Um, oh, yes. Uh, favorite drink. Uh, and what is your favorite thing about working at the pub? Favorite drink would be McKinnon Red Fox. Oh, that stuff is good. Yeah, I just love pretty much anything those guys come up with. They, um, I don't know. I'm not uh, overly adventurous with my beer, but um, everything they make is has, you know, a unique taste to it, but it's not over the top strong and too hoppy for me. I agree with um, that. Yeah, they're, they're unbelievable. Uh, and then what was the second question? Uh, uh, sorry, uh, what is your favorite thing about working at the pub? 
And like I said, my favorite thing is just the people. Yeah. I love, I love the people. Uh, I mean, it's, I, I, I know most of the professors now, a lot of the students know me by first name. Um, I can go to a table and, you know, know exactly what they, what they're getting to order um, through our regulars. Uh, same with their drinks. Like some professors and students will sit down and I'll just bring a drink over because I know that's what they're going to get. Sometimes I'll just see them at the door and I can punch in their food because I know they're going to get that every single time. So I just love um, just the people that I've met there. That's my favorite thing. And like I said, every day is different. Um, you know, with the program starting all, not all, all over the map, but September, and then you get the trades, some of the trades that start in the new year and some of the different programs starting in the new year, you always get a, a new mix of people. And, um, and that's, definitely my favorite part of uh, working at St. Larry's. Yeah, so there's not, I mean, like, typically there's no school during the summer months. So what happens to the pub? What happens with you during the off season? Yeah, so in the summer, I mean, we start slowing down right after, you know, people graduate. Uh, normal, going into last year, we it was really busy until about May 2-4 weekend. And then after that, we it dropped uh, significantly with, uh, you know, faculty going on vacation. And then obviously the student population is just way down in that time of the year. Uh, so in the summer, um, I normally save my vacation time until July. So I use it all up uh, the first couple of weeks of July. And then uh, we hit the ground running near the end of July with uh, hiring. So we, we do the post to hire all of our new staff for the new year. Um, I sit down all the vendors that I meet throughout the year. Um, I sit down with all the, the new ones that would like to propose new things to our menu and uh, different beers and whatnot. So that uh, takes up most of um, August. Um, and that's probably one of my favorite times of the year too, to sit down with all these vendors because they just, uh, they come out with all, all these brand new things that uh, you, you don't see in different restaurants, uh, which is really fun to do. Now, so, so you guys have adjusted from the first year to the, to the second year of uh, adjusting your hours. Um, is there, once we get back to normal, and I mean, you know, it's, it, who knows what that looks like. Is there any talk about um, adjusting hours again um, c coming into your third school year of St. Larry's Pub? Uh, we kind of just play it by ear. I mean, the first year we opened, we, we were open till, you know, Monday to Friday, open till 8 p.m., with the exception of pub nights. Um, and we found past six o'clock, we just weren't seeing any traffic. Mm. Um, we've noticed that, you know, when students were done those late classes, it was in that awkward time of either right after supper or, you know, right before supper. So people would either come to the pub or they are just, you know, when they're done class, they would just go right home and, and just uh, eat at home, right? So we found that was difficult. And then, so this year we tried different things. Uh, Tuesdays uh, throughout the year, we did, uh, we had sports nights where we had games on. Uh, we did paint nights just to see if we can uh, attract a crowd um, on a different nights other than pub nights. And we just didn't see the traction. Um, but I mean, the, the, the pub is, it's different every semester. I mean, you get a group of students that like the needs are different every semester. Um, like the first year we've seen that it was busy between, you know, three and four, and then the next semester it'd be busy a, a different time. So it all depends yeah. on the group of the group of students and their, um, and the class schedule as well. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Is it something that's, uh, that you can find somewhere like across like, um, college pubs you know or is that something more like a St. Larry's thing where like the hours and the busyness kind of fluctuate yeah so when I noticed that 
you know, it wasn't too busy past a certain time. I started researching different colleges uh, and their hours. And I reached out to a few of them as well, just to see like their reasoning to, uh, behind their hours. And a lot of them noticed the exact same thing. They didn't see uh, any business past four or five o'clock. So once that dinner hour hit, I mean, people were out doing, you know, going back home or just doing other things and not staying on campus. Um, I think it's different as well, wherever the college is located. Uh, I mean, we're not in a downtown kind of area. So I think if the pub was downtown, um, I think it would be busy all like past three, four, five, six o'clock, just because, you know, you can go from the pub uh, to a restaurant, to another bar, to wherever, right? So the location kind of is is uh, what slows us down in the later hours, in my opinion. And and weekends, like, is is that on the table, or is that sort of probably and, not? Uh, probably not. We've tried it a couple times last year. Yeah. Um, and we just we didn't see any traction. We saw a little bit, but not uh, enough to stay open. Unfortunately, the same, along the same uh, route, right? That it's just people kind of like once they're done with class, they just kind of want to. Maybe they associate it with school and it's just like, no, we're going to go home and do our own thing. Yeah, you know? I mean, and some students go home too, right? If they're not from Kingston, if they're from Ottawa, Toronto, like as soon as Friday hits. And we noticed Friday past a certain time, three o'clock, um, it just just dies right off because you can see, especially along weekends, students go home or they just, you know, they hit the road and don't want to come back to school until Monday. Yeah. yeah. And do you guys advertise outside of the school at all to attract more of the public in, or are you, do you guys focus directly on who's ever in the building? Yeah, that's our main focus is uh, the people in our building, but we have done, uh, you know, spread the word outside. There is some offices like the KFLA, uh, the school boards right down the street as well. Uh, we tried to attract some of them and we had, last year we did see uh, in the warmer months, we saw some traction from them. Um, but the only problem is, is, uh, you know, when it's cold out, you got to leave the office, you got to find a parking spot, you got to make it into the pub. By the time you do all that, it's about half an hour of your lunch gone. And then, um, there's kind of no point. Right. Um, but we've definitely in the warmer ones, months, we definitely, uh, we see those outside groups come in for sure. Uh, just not in the colder months, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I one, one last question from the YouTube channel. Um, and kind of going back to COVID, what do you think the immediate future of the restaurant industry may look like? You know what? I think about that every day. Um, I think when the new normal hits, I think it's going to be slow. People are going to be extremely cautious, but I think it will just rebound right back to the way it was in time. Obviously not right away, but I think I've been seeing in the last couple of weeks that people are getting antsy. And once this everything kind of passes people are going to want to go out and do what they were doing before right um i do think for this next year it's gonna the restaurant industry is gonna take a huge hit and we're not going to see some of these businesses coming back um it's going to take time but i do see it coming back close to normal or at least the new normal which will be interesting to see once this all opens up if restaurants will you know take away tables so there's the, you know social distancing is uh strongly enforced if uh i've heard talks of you know servers are going to wear face masks and uh the hosts are going to be wearing face masks and all that fun stuff but um i think it will it, it will come back to normal eventually but i think it's going to take some time in my opinion Absolutely. yeah and it, and it will be that's sort of what's always piqued my curiosity is is the aftermath of like the the effect 
that's going forward. You know, once, once we're allowed to go back, like what, what's going to happen? What are the big changes in the world that we're going to see? Um, and maybe in grocery stores, you know, we, every, every protocol that's happening right now, maybe that carries forward for a very long time. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. going to be interesting. I mean, there's some good things coming out of this. I mean, we, we do uh, Walmart pickup orders now, which I used to just love going to the grocery store. We used to, you know, I do groceries every single day. We were the type of people that get off work and I go to the grocery store and pick some up for dinner. Uh, so for the first month, it was driving me bananas not being able to go to the grocery store. But, you know, we created a system where we have a, a weekly Walmart order that we just go pick up and it's super convenient. And it, it, it just makes you wonder if that's going to be the new normal once this is all said and done. Well, you know, what's funny is that like when I go to the store, like especially like like Walmart, Loblaws, they have those um, order online and then come pick up and yeah. I always see them and it's like, man, that's like, I kind of want to do that. You know, it's like, I got like, if I don't want to go shopping one day, you know, like, and now it's kind of forced me um, in a way to kind of start doing that. I wasn't a big online shopper either because I like seeing and feeling and touching everything that I'm buying. But now it's like, like my recycling, my cardboard recycling is like to the brim because I order so much online now, you know, and I order so everything is, is just comes to my door now. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's wild how things have changed in, you know, a matter of a couple months. Like it's, 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 like I said, it's going to be super interesting to see if everything goes back to normal in that sense, or if this is just going to be the new norm of, you know, online shopping was huge before this, but I mean, grocery shopping online, it's, uh, I, it's good for now for me, but like, I, I miss going into the grocery stores and just, yeah, like you said, touching, feeling, looking like, I like to pick out my own produce and, you know, that kind of stuff but relying on somebody else to do it for you is kind of it's kind of not the ideal situation but especially not produce you know because it's like you got to get the ripe ones you know exactly like we have pears just sitting on a windowsill that's been there for like a week because they're just not ready and not even close to being ready but but whatever you know we're, we're, it is what it is yeah absolutely. You, know, but you know what at least i ain't got the rona exactly could be worse. <laughs> um, so, Chris, first thing you're gonna do when this is all over, like, what are you what are you oh. looking forward to the most when when uh, when the government can say, okay, you can come out of quarantine? I think I'm just, you know, we, we're big family and friends people. Um, I, I, or you know what, actually, saying that, I want to go fishing with my uh, my father in law, which is kind of crazy that you know it's. Um, Every day, him and I talk about it. I'm like, all right, are you allowed to put the boat in? Like, no, we're not allowed yet. This, that. So I don't know. Just saying that you can't go fishing on, on the boat is, you know, really, uh, it's getting me antsy, <laughs> especially this time of the year when the nice weather comes. Yeah. Or, you know, just be, just being with friends too, family, like my mom and uh, all my family's in Ottawa. So we haven't seen them in, in months. And I think, you know, seeing family and friends are the top of my list. Yeah. And do you do the Zoom uh, check-ins with, with your family and friends? Uh, you know what? We did it for Easter, and it was a bit chaotic because my wife has a big family, and I have a big family. So yeah. there was about, you know, 10, 15 people trying to get on the line, and then there's people that aren't uh, the greatest with um, with that kind of stuff. <laughs> and we got a lot of close-ups to the older older people who are just holding the phones right to their face. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was interesting. We we did it for Easter and then we 
we, we said we were going to do it once a week with everyone and that, that kind of stopped right after Easter because it was just too chaotic. But yeah, we, we dabbled in it a little bit. Yeah. And it's just not the same, right. You know, like it, it's, it's great to connect. Like it's, it's probably the, the, the best thing that we could do, you know, obviously, you know, it's great that we have the technology today, but it's obviously, you know, there's something, it, it makes you miss your friends sometimes even more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And there's only so much you can talk about now, right? With your family. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, so what'd you do today? Same thing you did yesterday. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, it's hard too, because like, if you, if you're in a group of five people and you're all at home, then these two people are over here, these three people are over there. And then maybe the five of you talk at one point and you know, there's different conversations going on, but you're all there. Yeah, but exactly. Zoom, everyone's in the same conversation. And oh, you have know, to yeah. wait your turn to talk. And it's like, you know, somebody says something and then it's like, oh, and then you can't say something. And then it's just like, it's, oh, it's yeah. the, the Zoom thing is tough. Oh, yeah. Our little guy kept stealing the phone off of us. So that was challenging, too, because he'd just run into the bathroom and lock the door and start talking to everyone. <laughs> and then he just, then he wouldn't shut up. So then it was like, all right, well, he's having fun and he's quiet-ish. So we'll just let yeah. him be. He's yeah. not bothering us. Exactly. You can go ahead and do what you need. Go ahead and bother everyone else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everyone else thinks it's you. By this point, I'm already tired. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Well, I think we've you know we've hit the half hour mark. Um, but Chris, thanks so much for for coming on, man. Uh, oh, thanks for having me. And and so, how can people reach you? Um, I can be reached at the best spot is my email, so it's pubmanager at sl.on.ca. Um, and yeah, you guys, anyone can, uh, you know, contact me about bookings or, or if they just want to, uh, you know, uh, an update on what we're doing in the pub and what, you know, anything really. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we really look forward to, you know, having the pub back and having everything back to normal. And, uh, yeah, we can't wait to, to come into the pub one, one more time. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. We, we I got to come back after I fake graduate. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 you guys are more than welcome back to the pub anytime. Nice. Awesome. I love night night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Chris. And uh, we hope you have a great day, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. You too. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in.